0: Do you need a teacher to wake up? This is a question I get very frequently in one form or another. So the simple answer is, it depends. It depends what you mean by a teacher. None of us awaken, or perhaps almost none of us awaken, without some form of interaction with a teacher. Meaning someone who has had an awakening themselves, or perhaps is liberated. The thing is that these teachers come in various forms. So in my personal experience, my teacher came in the form of a book. The book was called The Three Pillars of Zen. And there had been a lot leading up to this, a lot of suffering, a lot of contemplating the nature of suffering, why I was suffering contemplating the nature of my own identity. But none of this was in a context that I would call spiritual at the time. And I really didn't have contact with a spiritual teacher. I had never had a strong sense of what awakening was all about. But I just knew something felt wrong, something felt off. And this culminated in me reading a book, picking up a book called The Three Pillars of Zen at the right time as I searched through those chapters. I found two particular chapters that were very helpful. One of them was a conversation between a Zen teacher, or a Zen master, and a student, or a group of students, one by one, as they encountered this teacher, this master, in the Dokusan room, which is a face-to-face encounter, where you don't have a usual type of conversation. You talk directly about your immediate experience of reality, of insight, of identity. And these conversations were direct investigations of these wonderful and generous practitioners uh, experience as they went through all of the trials and tribulations associated with sitting for hours and days on end in a rigid Zen retreat for the sole purpose of investigating their true nature. And the words were recorded by a scribe. And my access to this still brings a feeling of gratitude. These were words on a page of a recorded conversation from 40 years before, or perhaps 30 30 years before. Probably some of those people in the conversations weren't even still alive. Certainly the Zen master, Yasutani Roshi, wasn't still alive. And yet, those words, those exchanges, stood off the page. They were powerful. They were happening right now. They were electric. They transmitted something completely beyond life as I knew it, my own life as I knew it, the storyline and narrative of my life as I knew it. And I could tell. I could tell something was being transmitted, something was happening. And it didn't feel like there in the book or in those Dokusan rooms 30 years before. And it didn't feel like here in my own life. It felt like it was occurring in some place that was bigger than all of that, that encompassed all of it. A place of interconnectedness that I had never known before. A place of wonder and mystery I had never experienced before that I could remember. So this was a very powerful transmission and the teacher was Yasutani Roshi, or Yasutani the Zen master. But I didn't meet him in person. He wasn't even alive when I read these pages these chapters. So to that degree, it was a Zen master, a teacher who woke me up, or showed me how to wake myself up. So in that moment, I had a teacher. This is my story. This happens differently for everyone, but this can happen while reading The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle, that first taste, something more real than real, beyond the ordinary, and you know it. Could be when you read my book, could be when you read a different book. Could be when you watch a non-duality video on YouTube or another platform or listen to a podcast. Could be a chance encounter with someone who's not a teacher per se, but is deeply realized. And you come in contact with them and just have what seems like a casual conversation and something starts opening. So all of these possibilities I'm describing do happen. More times than not, these are how the awakening starts for people, from what I've seen. Now, of course, you might be in a traditional dharma situation. You might be a dharma practitioner, a Zen Buddhist, a Dzogchen practitioner, or in one of the Hindu traditions, and you have a formal relationship with a teacher That also leads to awakening. But if you sort of total all of these ways that we interact with teachers in various forms, whether it's asymmetric or real time, whether it's formal or informal, whether it's video, written word, or in person, to me, it doesn't really matter. What matters is the Dharma vehicle coming forward, tapping you on the shoulder showing you it's possible. That's the role of a teacher. That's the value of a teacher, a facilitator, a guide, whatever you want to call it. I really just call it a transmission. Now, for some people, they do have profound tastes of pure consciousness, unity, timelessness, non-duality even, out of the blue, or seemingly out of the blue without coming into contact with one of these types of books or ancient wisdom teachings or videos. I would suggest that in most of those cases even, you probably did come into contact with someone or something and you just didn't quite realize it, didn't recognize it. Transmissions happen all the time. They happen in casual conversations. They happen from people you would least expect. And they also happen as a result of tragedies or unexpected experiences. When your life plan is shaken up or erased suddenly, your expectations are dashed. All that sounds terrible to the ego, but it sounds like music to my ears when we're talking about awakening. So events can also be teachers situations, for sure. So no one really is an island when it comes to this. Even these awakenings out of the blue, there's something behind it. And it may just be karmic. It may be something that's not obvious to the conceptual mind, but energetically there's there's a uh, a lead up to it. So, in this sense, everyone has a teacher of some sort. And that is part of what opens us. Starts the dismantling of the ego and ultimately the self-structure. Dismantling of ignorance, confusion, disassociation. Now, This question is often asked in a bit of a different context, and that is, is it helpful to work with a one-on-one teacher, like face-to-face, over Zoom, in person, or perhaps through asymmetric communication like email or texting, voice messaging. These are the kind of things I often do. Is that valuable? Should I do that? And I think it is valuable. I think it does accelerate the process. Eckhart Tolle described this in his book, The Power of Now. If you put a flaming log next to a log that's not flaming or is smoldering, very quickly that second log will be on fire. If you take the first log away, sometimes that fire will smolder out. But sooner or later, it will be burning on its own. And when we talk about a liberated teacher or a teacher who is free of the fundamental illusions that bind us, that kind of teacher, that kind of person, that kind of guide, facilitator, there's no specific word, these are just convenient words. They have a profound effect on you, especially when you're very open to awakening or you've already had an awakening, the deepening, the helping you to see the subtle insights that are very easy to miss in later stages of realization the fixation points, this is very valuable. It's not necessary, honestly, but it's quite valuable. And most of the people I know who have navigated deeper realization stages and so forth have had interactions with people like this, but it's certainly not necessary. There's so much good content now available to you through podcasts, through YouTube, et cetera, et cetera, books, but If you have the means or the time, I would recommend it, generally speaking. You know, some of these teachers do work as guides, facilitators. That's what they do, that's how they make their money. There's nothing wrong with this. Just like there's nothing wrong with you taking money in return for the work you do. People need to eat, people need to pay rent. Enlightenment doesn't mean you magically manifest money out of nowhere. So. I have no problem with people charging for their time, as long as it's reasonable. If someone's charging you a thousand dollars an hour because they're so enlightened, you might want to look around, find somebody who's not so um, in need of huge amounts of money. <laughs> but you know, reasonable fees for this kind of stuff is uh, par for the course for people who do this for a living, and. In my opinion, there's nothing more admirable who's, than somebody who can do this for a living uh, and does it from a place of no personal agenda when it comes to awakening. And they're out there, so I just want to point that out about the, the value of it. But what you're paying for is their time, you're not paying for the transmission. You're paying so that they can actually do this instead of having to work in a, let's say, more conventional profession or whatever. So you may have to find somebody who does charge. There are some people who will do some things for free, but often those are people who work in other professions and they don't have a lot of time and they're very limited in the access you'll have to them. So there are resources if you have no money at all, you can't pay for anything. Um, But just know that they're out there. There are people out there who are willing to guide, facilitate. They may call themselves a teacher, they may not. They may be comfortable with that term, they may not. I often tell people I'm not a teacher. I can't teach you anything. That's the absolute truth. Awakening is not about you learning something, that's for sure. Unlearning maybe, maybe I'm an unteacher. Don't get caught up in the terminology. Be more concerned with the person. How do they act? How do they strike you? They strike you as having an agenda. They strike you as somehow being a bit egotistical, something like that, those may be red flags. Look into it. In my book chapter on teachers, I go into great depth on what to look for, what to avoid, and how not to have the teacher-student relationship become co-opted or dysfunctional, either from you or from a teacher. So there are a lot of nuances to this, and I do see people gets into bad situations, often with more sort of narcissistic, culty-type people, which are out there, than with a genuine teacher. But some of us are very susceptible to that kind of influence, that kind of manipulation. So this is why I wrote the chapter the way I did. So do take a look at that if you are concerned about that sort of thing. But even if you're not, it can be helpful. Because there are subtle things that come into play sometimes in any interpersonal, relationship into any interpersonal arrangement that you may not see, but they can be a bit of a hindrance. And some of them are on your side. Some of them are on the teacher's side. So there are some cautions and some guidelines that I laid out in my book that will be helpful if this is what you're interested in. But just know they are out there. There are very, very valuable, powerful, potent facilitators. And I see big shifts happening when people interact with them. There's no guarantee. You can't predict any of this, truly, if someone guarantees you you're you going to have an awakening or enlightenment or whatever, then to me that's a bit of a red flag. This is a very unpredictable process. It's very non-linear. But I have no doubt that interacting with a liberated human, whether it's in a formal way, informal way, in person, not in person, it has a profound effect. This includes going to retreats as well. If you go to a retreat led by a teacher that feels liberated to you, that transmits powerfully to you just being in that vicinity of the group of the sangha of the the other very sincere practitioners the way people move is very different in these environments and it has a profound effect on you empathically emotionally and of course cognitively so that's another form of teaching or interaction with a teacher or even a group of teachers so these are all things to investigate and explore so to summarize all of this as i said at the beginning Pretty much everyone has a teacher in some form or another. And it behooves you to stay in touch with teachers, to get feedback, even as you go through deeper stages, deeper insights. Be open to feedback. Be open to relational engagement with someone who's very clear. They don't have to be more enlightened than you or anything like that. That's an absurd thing to say, but you know, um, clear people, compassionate people people who don't feel fixated in any agenda can be extremely helpful and supportive along this process. So I do think that looking for some fixation in yourself that says, I don't need a teacher, I never had a teacher, I never need one, I never will be in need of a teacher, I'm the teacher, that's a big internal red flag. Watch for that. I see some people who do get fixated that way And you may be in a deep stage of realization, but there's still something you're not seeing often if you're really not open to some form of feedback from other facilitators, realized humans. So that's the deal, you know? We're all all learners in one sense or another. We're all students in one sense or another. My Zen teacher used to say, I learn from everything inside and outside of me. That's a very good attitude. I feel exactly the same way. I learn from everything inside and outside of me, endlessly, spontaneously, so beautiful. And the most important lessons can't be stated in words at all, can't be even shared really. Who are you gonna share that with? Someone else? You see, the dilemma? When we talk about non-duality, there is no one else. That doesn't mean that you're the only thing existing. It's not solipsism. It simply means that the whole paradigm of self and other loses all meaning. It doesn't make sense anymore. And yet, conventionally speaking, we can talk about being willing to be open to interactions with others who are very clear. This is called vulnerability. And it's very, very helpful in the emotion spectrum. So you have teachers all around you, including the sounds, the sensations in your body, the pain, the emotions, your partner, delusion, yours and others. All of these are your teachers. And if you feel inclined, or you feel stuck, you've been at this for two decades and something just don't doesn't want to move past your current sense of fixation or having a strong center or contraction, I would recommend interacting with a liberated teacher, a liberated being, or maybe you don't know if they're liberated, it doesn't matter. Do they feel clear to you? Do they feel like they have no agenda? Do they instill in you the sense that you actually have everything you need to awaken right now, whether they say that, literally or whether they imply it through their language and behavior that's going to be a good teacher for you so go for it but never forget that the ultimate satguru is within you or let's just say within your immediate experience right now and right now and right now always it just comes in different forms